If 57% of your population is really young and upwardly mobile, they're open to experimentation. They're open to you know, new things. They're open to experiences. And I think that's something that has driven the cafe space in India. Welcome back to the Fifth Wave Podcast. I'm Jeffrey Young, Editor-in-Chief of Fifth Wave. Historically, India is best known as a tea-drinking nation. And if I ask you to name an Indian beverage, chances are you'd probably mention an Assam tea or masala chai. But what about coffee? Is there room for coffee culture in the heart of this massive and highly populated tea-loving nation? The answer is definitely yes. During recent conversations I've had with coffee leaders all around the world, there has been one recurring market sentiment. All eyes are on India. A market brimming with opportunity for all levels of coffee business. So in this new three-part series, we explore the exciting growth potential for coffee across this vast and emerging market. From international chains to the rise of specialty coffee to the increasing international recognition of Indian-grown coffee. And what better ways to kick things off than by exploring this market with Deepa Krishnan, Chief Marketing Officer of local international powerhouse, Tata Starbucks. Formed in 2012, Tata Starbucks is a joint venture between US coffee chain Starbucks and India's Tata consumer products. They now operate over 340 stores in India, across 44 cities and counting. In this fascinating conversation, Deepa shares insights on Tata's Starbucks expansion strategy, how Indian coffee culture is evolving, and what is driving the market. Deepa, welcome to Fifth Wave. Thank you. Thanks, Jeffrey, for having me. I've heard that there's some incredible growth and opportunities in the Indian coffee market. Is that true? Do you think there's great times ahead? That is absolutely true because I think we have quite a few things going our way. Let's start with some macroeconomic data. So the GDP of India is poised to grow at more than 6%, even by most conservative wow. estimates in F24. And we will be one of the fastest growing big markets in the world. Our population has overtaken that of China's. We've crossed 1.4 billion and 57% of this population is either Gen Z or millennials. There is a growing affluent class and a growing middle class, uh, which today contributes more than 20% of all the households in India. So, you know, fantastic numbers from both a macro perspective. Added to that, consumer sentiment, which is very optimistic. We have a growing number of consumers who are very well traveled across the world who love experiences, and all of these are really contributing to growth of not only the coffee space and the QSR space, but I would also say India, as you can see on the global map. Coming specifically now to the cafe space, uh, that in India today is around 4,500 crore rupees. And the QSR space uh, today is more than $700 million and poised to reach close to $1,150 million in 27. So all in all, fantastic times, very, very exciting times uh, to be working in this market. And what's the scale of Tata Starbucks in India? How fast has the business grown over the last few years? 
We currently have 342 stores in uh, 44 cities across the country. We've crossed the 1,000 crore revenue mark uh, last year. We're one of the fastest growing markets for Starbucks globally. We've opened 71 stores in the last year alone, which has been our highest expansion. Our revenue numbers also jumped 71% from last year. And our same sales growth comp has been upwards of 40%. So I think two things. One is we're growing aggressively, uh, both from a revenue point of view, as well as a store presence point of view in India. So across 44 cities, clearly the tier one cities, you're all over it. How fast is it growing into the smaller cities? So if you look at the Indian market, you know, uh, let's say eight or 10 top metros and the rest is all in tier two and three cities. So our strategy for expansion has been a combination of both width and depth. So we will penetrate more widely and deeply in the existing metros that we are in. But because of the fantastic response that we've got from a lot of tier two and tier three cities, as you can see from our profile, we will continue to expand there as well. So it is a combination of both width and depth of distribution. How has the coffee shop market in India evolved in recent times? So, you know, we came to India in 2012. So we're not even a teenager in India. We just celebrated our 10th anniversary. Starbucks. When we came into this country, coffee, the whole coffee culture was something which was kind of just developing. You know, people went to coffee shops occasionally. I think we've had a significant contribution with the, you know, the world-renowned Starbucks third place experience of creating and crafting that culture where today we see that there are multiple occasions for consuming coffee, whether it's a date, whether it's a, you know, time with colleagues, whether it's me time or time with family. I think there has been a lot of growth in the cafe space because of the numbers that I shared with you in the past. The industry is growing at upwards of 9%. There is space for a lot of competition as well. And we're really happy about it because together we can shape the industry. The Indian coffee landscape, like it is across the world, is is welcoming now a lot of other international brands and is also seeing the growth of Indian brands and also small artisanal brands. And I'm sure... Together, we can help expand this really, really exciting part. And what about independent coffee shops? Is this segment growing too? There is a rise of smaller, you know, independent coffee shops across the country. And I think that is, again, a sign the market maturing, right? Because you would not have these in a market which is uh, really at its infancy stage. So I, I see that as a way, almost a sign of the market maturing. And I'm sure we're going to see a lot of the big players embracing that. Many may not know that India is also a coffee-growing country. Is there a plan to introduce Indian coffees onto the menus? Oh, absolutely. In fact, we already have Indian coffees on the menu. And we pride ourselves to be able to serve our customers, the top 3% of the world's Arabica, both from regions like you know Africa, Latin America, other parts of Asia-Pacific. You'll be happy to know that at Starbucks uh, and at Tata Starbucks India, we buy a lot of our coffee from Tata Coffee, which has some beautiful plantations in the south of India, in the states of Karnataka and Tamil Nadu. So when we launched in 2012, on our first anniversary, we actually launched the India Estate Blend, which is a beautiful coffee, which I would urge you to visit the Indian market and try. And in fact, a couple of years ago, we also launched our first festive-inspired coffee called Diwali Blend, 
which also sources coffee from the estates of Tamil Nadu uh, and Karnataka. So we actually are very proud that we're able to serve our Indian consumers some fantastic coffee from India, but also fantastic coffees like you know Kenya, Sumatra, Colombia, and Peru from across the world. So why all this excitement? at this moment around coffee in India, has there been a catalyst or something that's tipped or has it just been a gradual growth of Indian consumers really appreciating fine coffees and also the third place culture as well? Why is it happening now? India has been primarily a tea growing nation, as you know. A lot of consumers have, uh, you know, uh, get up in the morning and have tea. So the coffee culture is predominantly uh, very, very important and prominent in the south of India traditionally. But over the last 10 years, I think there's been a couple of factors which have helped expand the coffee landscape. One, like I said, a huge population, and we call this the demographic dividend of the country. If 57% of our population is really young and upwardly mobile, they're open to experimentation. They're open to you know, new things. They're open to experiences. And I think that's something that has driven the cafe space in India. The second, as you rightly said, is a third place experience. In fact, unlike maybe, you know, some of the markets like the US and the UK, in India, customers love the concept of not just going and picking up their coffee on their way to work, but coming and sitting down in a Starbucks, spending time, maybe reading a novel, writing a script, you know. So what third place experience is something which has also fueled this coffee growth. And I think increasingly Indians which you know who are traveling abroad and are exposed to coffees from around the world, um, that has also influenced appreciation of coffees which are, let's say, more refined, small batch, artisanal, and of course, the best coffee. So it has been a combination of, I think, the demography of the country evolving, efforts that have been taken by players like ours uh, to change this uh, and consumer sentiment in itself. Is visiting a Starbucks something that's highly aspirational or is it becoming normalized across modern culture in India? That's a great question, Jeffrey. Uh, visiting Starbucks is aspirational. It is seen as a premium uh, brand. In fact, I often joke that we don't have to pay celebrities to be seen with our you know, trademark Starbucks cup or the merchandise. They'll be always having it with them. However, we have seen that in the last three, four years, as we've expanded into many markets, it has also got normalized. And we've made efforts to normalize it ourselves, doing a lot of things like addressing innovation, having a plethora of products that not only include our international best-selling beverages, coffee, as well as food, but also going Indian, whether it's having an Alfonso mango frappuccino at a store whether it's having a tandoori chicken sandwich at the store, right? So it has been a combination of all of these things. And of course, addressing value more than, you know, price. I think Indian consumers are very, very sensitive about value. So we always make sure that we give them a fantastic experience, uh, give them stores which have wonderful ambience, uh, talk about the whole connection that we could build with customers. And I think all of this is now starting to normalize the Starbucks experience. And the fact that we're present in 44 cities talks about this growing acceptance of uh, Starbucks in the Indian culture. So as the coffee experience becomes more normalized across India, what are the favorite beverages that uh, Indian consumers are enjoying in a Starbucks? 
Even today, I think some of the favorite beverages tend to be uh, the cappuccino, the latte, and Indians love uh, frappuccinos and our top-selling beverage is the Java chip frappuccino. We all have a sweet tooth and nothing beats chocolate and coffee, right? Interestingly, some of the innovations that we're doing in the Indian market include, like I said, the Alfonso mango frappuccino. Uh, we introduced a beverage for Diwali, which had you know chocolate and nuts because that is what the whole Diwali festival was about. So we are seeing uh, an appreciation for a lot of this. Wow. And you'll be very happy to know that the international favorites like pumpkin spice latte are also arranged you know, in India. And we find that there is an interesting trajectory of customers. They come in, they want to experience first the frappuccino and the cappuccinos. And then as they become more regular, they start experimenting with the Americanos, the flat whites, the cold brews and the nitros. So, you know, we are really happy to have something for everyone. And like we always say, there are more than 100,000 beverages at Starbucks because the beverage and the way Jeffrey would like it would be different from the way Deepa would like it. So we have an endless menu. Now, India is a, a very hot country in many ways, especially in summertime. And we see the data that comes out of Starbucks in the US is that more than half the sales in the US are iced beverages. Is that similar in India? No. That is absolutely true for India as well. Uh, definitely more than 50% of our beverages are cold beverages. Uh, and of course, you know, some of the hotter beverages would uh, be impacted by seasonality in certain parts of the country when it becomes cold. But, you know, like I said, uh, frappuccinos are a big favorite. And in fact, when you go to any new city, you know, consumers will be wanting to first try the Starbucks frappuccino and, you know, love it in the grandes and the ventis. So that does continue to be a favorite in India as well. I understand you've launched a smaller cup size called the Pico Cup. Is that correct? That's right. We have launched a new cup size called Pico. Uh, it's a six ounce and it takes inspiration from Piccolo, which is really small in Italian. Uh, and the reason for that was as we continue to expand beyond these 44 cities, uh, we, the insight that we saw was that Indian consumers are used to having smaller amounts of beverages than, let's say, their American counterparts. So there was a necessity to offer a size which was more apt uh, for the Indian market. And of course, it also allows us a very elegant entry point from a price point of view also, which is, let's say, sub 200. So it was essentially based on the insight that we need to order really the right, uh, offer really the right size to cater to the share of stomach or share of throat for the Indian consumers. And this is something that we've very recently launched nationally. What we've also launched, in fact, is the famous Indian masala chai and cardamom chai, which uh, Indians love. You know, like I said, India is a big tea drinking and tea growing nation. And we also believe that we need to have familiar products as we grow. We've also launched filter coffee, which is, again, a very traditional coffee, which is found in South India and a whole variety of regional food as well. And regarding non-dairy milk, what, what are the trends on milk versus non-dairy alternatives in your sales mix? We are seeing an increase uh, amongst customers who want non-traditional milk, let's say. So in India, we have the option of soy, almond, as well as oat milk. You can have any of your beverages in all these options, and we are seeing a growing uptake. Uh, vegan also, you know, we do have a vegan menu. 
we also have a pretty healthy uh, selection of vegetarian options in India, which includes salads, protein boxes. So yes, we do see an uptake in all of these and we are catering to these markets as well. Is sustainability an issue to Indian consumers? It is. Uh, I'd first like to say that it's an issue for Starbucks. We deeply believe in sustainability. And I always say this, that we don't see any contradiction between doing what's right and doing what's right for business. We believe that we will grow if we take care of the community and the planet. We've taken a lot of steps in India with respect to sustainability. We've completely eliminated single-use plastic. Uh, We have wooden cutlery, et cetera, in our stores. We have the bring your own tumbler scheme where customers are rewarded with discounts. So we're very, very serious about this. And for us, it is a number one priority. And I also say that, you know, it, it's not just about uh, what you do in and around the store, but even the food, right? So we've introduced vegan menus for our customers. Uh, it, it's a cause that we deeply believe in. Like I said, we are convinced, and this is the Starbucks philosophy globally, that you can only grow if your community grows, the farmers that we work with grow, and you do the right thing uh, for everybody around you. Regarding diversity and inclusion, how is Starbucks tackling this issue? We're very proud today that we have 40% representation of women in our workforce. Uh, we're also, uh, I think, one first market, probably the only market uh, star- in Starbucks globally that has stores which are completely run by women. So we have 20 stores in India uh, which are run by women. And once again, you know, in a country which has 50% population being women, uh, it is very, very important, right? And we believe, once again, that we will prosper if we have an equal representation of women in the workforce. And we've done a lot of things. We have a brew of balance program, which actually supports women, uh, also supports women who want to come back to work after taking a break. Uh, we encourage women to also refer other women partners Uh, who may be interested in working at a Starbucks. We have a women's impact network, which is having a set of leaders across the organization, supporting other women and their journeys. Uh, So we really believe that this is an extremely important uh, milestone. We believe in this very, very deeply. And also the leadership team at Starbucks, Starbucks India, we have a strong representation. Almost 30% of our leaders are women. We are also trying to pay it back to the community. We work with NGOs like Educate Girls and Vidya, which actually support, uh, you know, the education of underprivileged children across India. In fact, each of our stores has adopted a girl child and supports uh, her education. Through Vidya, we actually work on skilling of young women across uh, India. In fact, we did a very, very interesting partnership last year with a renowned Indian designer called Sabya Sachi, who's also very big, in fact, in the UK and the US, where together we gave back and, you know, helped 3,000 girls across young India uh, and sponsored their education, their primary education. So it is not only something that we do internally within the organization, but we also believe in paying back and, you know, helping the community at large. And what can we expect to see from Tata Starbucks over the next few years? So I think a couple of things. One is we'll continue to expand. So expansion is going to be absolutely our top priority, uh, exploring newer markets, strengthening our presence in current markets. That's one. Secondly, 
today we're the most loved coffee brand in India and we want to continue to be so. So I think we will continue to focus on brand love. So for us, that means, you know, making the perfect cup for the customer every single time he or she walks into our store, providing a fantastic connection with our partners, doing inspiring work with respect to marketing and communication. Uh, innovation, I think that's going to be very important because, you know, as we go deeper in the country, it's not going to be a one size fits all, right? And I always say for us, innovation is a combination of seasonal, regional and festive. And what do I mean by that? You know, Starbucks globally, of course, has a seasonal calendar, which we also follow, which is spring, summer, holiday, winter, you know, monsoon, etc. A regional is going to become more and more important because we're present in 44 cities. So what works for the north of India from a food point of view may not work for the south or east of India. So regional innovation is going to be extremely important and festive. You know, we love our festivals. We love celebrations, whether it's Diwali, whether it's Holi. And, you know, we are increasingly having products around gifting for these occasions as well as beverages for these occasions. And I think um, the next thing that will drive our growth is, of course, going to be digital. We have been really iconic as far as the third place is concerned, but we also want to be leaders of the fourth place. So whether it's you know, the mobile app or giving customers a chance to experience the brand wherever and whenever they want, uh, of course, taking learnings from markets like the US, experimenting and doing meaningful work in Metaverse and Web 3.0. These are going to be our priority areas going forward. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for joining us here today on Fifth Wave. Thank you, Jeffrey. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's absolutely fascinating to hear how trend-hungry young consumers in India, combined with an emerging new affluent population, are creating a golden era for coffee in India. And Tata Starbucks' ambitious expansion across major Indian cities and smaller cities alike demonstrates the vast opportunity and untapped potential for coffee businesses and the societal benefits that this can also bring. And that's all for this week's Fifth Wave podcast. Please subscribe to The Fifth Wave wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've enjoyed this show, please recommend us to a friend or colleague. If you want to stay informed, visit worldcoffeeportal.com to get access to all the latest global coffee news, including the weekly coffee dose, our newsletter collecting all the big coffee news stories of the week. This episode was produced in the one and only Serenity Studios in glorious Camden, North London. It was produced by myself, Jeffrey Young, Hannah Heath, and sound engineering by Chris Bristow. And this week's song, in collaboration with The Coffee Music Project, is My Love by Baron Goodlove. Stay safe, stay passionate, and stay caffeinated. You're weeping for the past It's done There's no time for those regrets Your heart Will guide your soul to my touch Nothing and no one could tear you from my club. My love, I'll send a shiver down your spine. My love, I'll help you leave your woes behind. 
my love, your cold dark nights are brightening. My love, won't you let my love in? Stop brightening. 